Hello, it's Tina Anderson with BattlegroundFitness.com and my monthly podcast, Get Fit, Stay Healthy. This is show number 40. Wowzer. Low carb, high carb, no carb. OMG, enough already, right? We've been hearing and talking about carbs forever, and it's still confusing. Well, today I'm addressing a plateau breaking tactic that I first learned about in 2005 that involves carbohydrates. And it just might be the missing component you need to wrap up your fat loss goal. It's called zigzagging or carb cycling. I've also heard it called carb rotation, but really it doesn't quite mean the same thing when it's labeled carb rotation. My nutritionist Lucio Crisali introduced me to cycling after my fat loss had started to slow. With my more traditional method, carb cycling has been used by the bodybuilding community for a long time, and Lucha was part of that community, himself as a competitor, in fact. Even though I trusted him, and after he explained how it worked, I still was convinced that I would just drop a bunch of fat, and I would just get super, super, super skinny, although I hate to use that term, but you know what I mean. I would just lean out even faster, but it wasn't what happened. Not true for me, anyway. And from what I've seen and what I've read about it, not really true for others. But... It did help me with those last stubborn pounds, and it helped me to understand my body and how to manipulate my carb and protein ratios much better for both fat loss and for staying strong in my workouts. It can definitely help you too if you fall into a few specific categories. So today, carb cycling or zigzagging, this could really finally push you to your final goal and get you what you want. So what are the categories? Well, one of them is being when you truly hit a plateau in fat loss. And the other is when you are down to the last few and very stubborn pounds and they're just, they're holding on for dear life. So you're, you're kind of losing weight, but it's just super, super, super slow. Or you've gone a full seven days and your fat loss hasn't changed. I didn't say the scale. I said fat loss. In those two areas, I think this is totally workable. And then there's one other area, and that is basically you can use it if over the weekend or for a week, you've just really been decadent, just crazy, or after vacation, and you want to get off some water weight and just kind of get back to what feels like a leaner self. Might not be even to get rid of a bunch of stubborn pounds. It might really be more just that you really need to get off uh, maybe a pound or just some water weight. Okay, so let's be really clear again about this. Carb cycling is not a straight low-carb diet, and we tend to think of those low-carb diets as a way to get rid of our weight loss really quick. Well, yeah, partly true, but you know what? Most people can't stay on a low-carb diet forever. They're miserable. They end up binging. or They're just so deprived, and they do, it depletes their energy too. So it's not a straight low-carb plan when we talk about carb cycling. So I want to be very clear about that. It is more of a drastic measure or a catch-up or a plateau-breaking uh, method. It's not really a standard way of dieting. And the carb rotation is more doable because that really is like a low-carb day, a medium-carb day, a high-carb day. But uh, what I'm talking about here is something that's a little more drastic. And I'm going to talk about carb cycling or zigzagging because it's my personal experience. I've gone through it myself, so I know what, it, what it's like. Okay, so let me just be real about this too. When you do carb cycling, after three days of low carbs, just the water weight loss and feeling lighter is such a psychological boost. The low calorie days really made me feel like I was shrinking. I'd wake up in the morning with that instant feeling of success. You know how you feel when you've done a really good day of dieting 
or good eating, and you wake up that morning and the first thing on your mind is, oh, I had a great day yesterday, and vice versa. You know what I'm talking about when you wake up after a bad day, and it sort of just puts a cloud sometimes on your day because you just think, ah, I wish I wasn't waking up with this thought on my mind. Well, when you do carb cycling, it creates forward momentum and motivation. Um, And not only that, but on the day four, it's like a refeed and it's loaded with your beloved carbohydrates. It was kind of the same thing when I did my first three-day cleanse with Shakeology. I woke up feeling like I was shrinking for those three days. And then, of course, on the fourth day, it isn't a reload. It's just back to normal eating. But it's the same sort of feeling. And you can't discount or disregard that aspect. We know how hard it is to sustain a fat loss nutritional plan. And especially during a plateau, it's just, oh, you're like, come on. I'm doing everything right. Nothing's happening. It's so frustrating if you are doing everything right. So prior to zigzagging with Lucho, my nutritionist, my body had gotten quite comfortable. I was hovering at about 17% body fat, which listen, especially at my age now, because that was back in 05, is all good, really that percentage. But I had a goal of about 15% and I wanted to hit it and I did not want to add in a ton more workouts. I'd already cut back from these crazy workouts, right? And I wanted to stay that way. I did not want to be, uh, I did not want to be tied into a specific number of hours every day, every week. And I wanted to be able to really manage it through my diet. So we decided to go with it partly for that reason as well. And uh, I will say though that I did end up adding one session back in, and that was one 30-minute super hard interval session once a week, but 30 minutes once a week. And I do think that made a difference. Uh, I'm just going to be real about it because I didn't plan on it, but I decided to add it back in. And I'll tell you why. Because I did not want to do a ton of cycles of carb cycling. Because after I did one, it was like, wow, this is great. But wow, the three days low, it's really tough for me personally to go that low and to keep my energy up. So I didn't want to do too many of them. So I threw in an extra 30 minutes and really hit it hard. And that seemed to um, to kind of spur me on and help me to stay uh, stay on track a little bit better. It was an excellent experience, though, I have to tell you. And I have since then done one cycle. Or I'll take one day. I do this a lot with my Shakeology because it's so nutrient dense and I can get away with it with really low calories. I'll do one day. So I will drop my calories down really low. And for me, I'm pretty small. I can get down to like 850 calories. And I know what you're thinking. That's terrible. I can't believe you're saying that. I do one day, nutrient dense, three shakes, tons of antioxidants, all the stuff I need, uh, load up on the veggies during that day as well. And and I do one day sometimes if I've had a really bad weekend or I just need a kickstart or I feel like I, I just psychologically need that boost. Hey, whatever it takes, it's not damaging one day. So anyway, carb cycling was um, great. And I've dropped up to five pounds in those first three days. You know, if I have an event or I want to get into a smoking hot, snug, fitting outfit, it does make a difference. It really does. It's pretty cool. Okay, so let's get practical. Here's the kicker and here's what you need to know. Are you ready? If you are beginning a nutrition plan focused on weight and fat loss, I would not start with this more drastic approach. If you're just beginning, I would not suggest this. You need to try out the more traditional calorie reduction plans and just redistribute your nutrients in a way that supports fat loss. If you have a lot of weight to lose, you shouldn't have any trouble losing a bunch of weight for a while. You shouldn't hit a plateau for a long time. Carb cycling is not going to be necessary until then, if ever. 
So for example, when I weighed in with Lucho, I was at 22.3, I think, percent body fat. I was at 133 pounds. Now, 5'2", and I was teaching eight classes a week. I was weight training three times a week. And obviously, I was over fat for my activity level and very frustrated. So I, I went in there wanting to obviously lose body fat and some scale weight, which I did really start right away with his diet plan. I started to notice a difference right away. So it wasn't until I started struggling at around 17% that we decided to look at carb cycling. And also because I had a ton of muscle mass, I had lifted weights for a long, long time. And we were desperately trying to hold on to all of it. Typical bodybuilder mentality, which I get. I'm not complaining. I understand it. I appreciate it to this day. But Lucho was very, very concerned about not dropping, geez, a hundredth of an ounce of muscle mass. He wanted me to keep all of it. So we were tweaking for that as well and trying to not drop calories completely. So if you're at the end of a sustained and consistent calorie restriction plan and you have been losing weight you will probably find yourself needing less calories. So that's kind of partly what started happening to me too. So I was getting smaller and trying to keep my metabolism going with keeping all my muscle and my interval work, you know, the hardcore training, but I was getting smaller. So my body didn't consume as, didn't need as many calories as when I first got started. And, you know, my metabolism had probably possibly slowed down a little bit due to the prolonged calorie restriction. Sorry, it is the way it is. When you restrict your calories for a long time, your body knows what's going on and it starts sending signals. Hey, we need to slow down. We ain't getting any food. Slow down. Conserve. You know what I'm talking about. It does happen. And you know that deprivation, you start getting hungrier and hungrier and your body recognizes that, again, it needs to eat and it starts sending you these signals when you try not to give in, to give in to all the kinds of foods you don't want to. And oh my gosh, you've lost weight and you just can't win for losing. <laughs> and so uh, if you're, you know, you've been at your normal or average weight loss, which is basically what you've heard, one to two pounds a week of scale weight, keeping in mind the effects of water, weight, and bloat, and you hit, let's say, seven full days with absolutely nothing happening. And let me point out that that would be fat loss. And this is an, a critical area I want you to listen to really carefully. The only reason that I kept going with Lucho and believed him is that I got weighed in and I also got checked for fat loss. Now, there were times in his office when I could have sworn up and down that nothing had changed. For me, just looking in the mirror, I couldn't see any change. But the fat loss was happening. It might have been 0.25%, but Lucho was extremely happy with me going down in fat loss, right? Or not sustaining the same level. So I had to trust him. And I have so many clients that give up, are entirely frustrated because the scale doesn't change, but the fat loss is creeping down. It doesn't mean anything to them. They don't feel it. They don't see it. You have to trust the very small incremental changes that happen if you're checking fat loss. So, so critical. I, I just, I, I've lived that myself. I see it all the time with my clients. And it's one of the most frustrating areas that I deal with. So getting back to what we were talking about. Okay, any fat loss is good. But my position was that I had pretty much stalled after about, I think it was, 
Actually, I think I had been back in two weeks, and it was really like very, very minor, and I had been staying pretty strict on my diet. So that's when we decided to do the carb cycling. Okay, so that that was my situation. And again, keeping in mind that for you, one to two pounds a week after maybe a big weight loss in the beginning if you have a lot of weight to lose. And then after that, before you look into carb cycling or zigzagging, make sure that you're checking your body fat percentages. You can do that in a gym. There's several ways you can go online that will help you. Things you can do at home with measurements. You can get a Tanita, small Tanita scale. Uh, but it should be measured the same way at the same time by the same person or yourself. Don't mix and match because you'll get a lot of different numbers. And even if it shows, like there are times at the gym when I showed higher where I was training than with Lucho. So if I were to, to go back and forth between those two scales, I would drive myself crazy, right? So I knew that as long as whichever one I was using showed me going down. So if Lucho showed me going down, but I was at a lower percent, the one in the gym still showed me going down, but it always measured me a little bit higher. At least I was going down. Okay. And that was the key. I just basically barely was going down. It was ridiculous. So that was again, why the carb cycling came in. All right. So you drop your carbs to virtually zero for three days in a row and dramatically increase them on the fourth day. Now this helps regulate your hormones, the ones that can stop your body from burning fat properly if those hormones think that you're entering starvation mode. These are the hormones that make you crave all kinds of stuff that you can't have, the ones that need to get the message that everything is okay, possibly boosting leptin levels, which I've discussed in other segments, though that's a good thing. And day four gives you a fantastic energy boost and a day of really pleasurable eating. Your body starts thinking that this food deprivation situation is over. So it's sort of like muscle confusion, but with your diet and your hormones. This is exactly what I did with Lucho. Okay, so days one, two, and three, I consumed 15.15 grams of carbs about 25 grams of lean protein and some healthy fat for breakfast with no fruit at all. I know. Cry me a river. Trust me. I know. Let's move on to lunch. 15.15 grams of carbs. For example, a very small serving of rice or a as in single one slice of whole wheat bread and even sometimes not a full slice because the one that I liked had 18 grams so I'd have to cut off a little bit. Okay. 35, 35 grams of protein, and some veggies. Basically, though, broccoli, asparagus, green beans, spinach, or cauliflower is kind of what I was relegated to. Yes, veggies are carbs, right? But in this case, it didn't really matter. We were talking about starchy carbs, really, versus vegetables, which he put in a different category for me, which was nice, so I could have veggies. And then uh, some healthy fat. Okay, now um, a protein-only snack. So something not, I don't remember exactly how many calories, but it wasn't very much. It was like a serving of protein. Maybe I might've had 15 grams or something. And then for dinner, 35 grams of protein with some veggies and healthy fats, no other carbs for dinner. That's it. So it was a plate basically of chicken and veggies. And then a lean protein for my last snack of the day. No carbs, nothing else. Once again, straight protein, maybe nitrate-free turkey breast. Yeah. Yum, yum. Okay, my fourth day had the same amounts of protein, but I started with 30, 30, three zero grams of carbs, one fruit serving, which again, he separated, one fruit serving, which was basically, you know, 
whatever, a fruit serving, lean protein and healthy fats, and that was breakfast, 30 grams of carbs, three zero again, the lean protein and the veggies and healthy fat for lunch, 15, one five grams of carbs and lean protein for a snack. And then at dinner, I got 30 grams of carbs, lean protein, veggies, and the healthy fat for dinner. And then the last snack of the day was 15, one five, 15 grams of carbs plus some lean protein. And that was my last snack. So I was eating a little over one gram of protein per pound of body weight, give or take, kind of in that range. And we tweaked it every time I went in. I mean, we tweaked everything down to the ounce. And I loved, loved that Lucho allowed me Carl's Jr. Grilled Barbecue Chicken Sandwich for lunch on my low day, although I couldn't eat the entire bun. Uh, But it was such a treat because I could order double meat and I felt like, ah, I'm cheating, I'm getting fast food. Don't go rolling your eyes at me either. The psychological factor was groovy. You know, I know it's fast food. It's Carl's Jr. And it was okay with him. And hey, he was my nutritionist, so I'm fine with it. All right. So with day four, you have less of a chance, right, of losing muscle mass that you, since you've been dieting so much, you're shoving them full of carbs and you're helping them with repair and growth, not to mention the energy boost from those great carbs you get and so much food all day long which is not like, it's unlike a consistently low-calorie diet plan, which typically has low-carb allowance at the same time. So most of us can get through three days of deprivation if we know things get back to normal or more so on day four because that nonstop deprivation that we've all experienced when we're dieting week after week can eventually send you into binge land and derail your best efforts cycling puts you sort of into a warrior mode, like I'm in battle. And then it's celebration, recovery, victory. So it's really kind of feels like that. And you could just tell everybody, don't even ask, don't offer, I'm carb cycling, I'm three days a low day. And it sort of just puts you in the mode. And so it's kind of a nice tactic for that reason as well. Now, if you do like a three-day cleanse, which I've done with the Shakeology, just have to be careful, even on day four of carb cycling, that you control it. It's normal eating with more carbs. It's your total calorie allowance, which you typically can have. For me, I was over 2,000. I think I was at maybe even 23 on that day. So, wow, it was pretty amazing. Uh, And I did, uh, one time after a three-day cleanse, just blow it by rebounding. So I know it can happen and I have done it. During this time as well, be precise with your calorie count and your breakdown of your protein, starchy and complex carbs and make sure you have everything you need before you start. So know what your protein grams are, um, about a a gram for a pound of body weight, no less. And then know that, you know, like bread and pasta and rice would be starchy. And then you have your veggies, which are much better. And then your simple, you know, carbs, you don't want to, you want to stay away from sugars and all that as much as you can. Uh, Actually, I should say just stay away from them, period. Okay. You don't want to, you're dieting. You can't be having candy bars and, you know, crap like that. Okay. Um, Let's see what else. So, oh, and so trying to figure out what to eat when you're already kind of starving, really, Days one, two, and three is really bad. So trust me, you have to be prepared for this plan. You have to buy your food and even prepare it if you can and package it up. So you just pull it out of the fridge. As far as healthy fats, I always use olive oil. We li- love olive oil. There's obviously other oils that, you know, obviously, but we, we love olive oil. So we, I use most of that for my healthy fats. And if you're not really familiar with the carb counts, you will be surprised. Ooh, baby, have fun with that. When you start looking at the things you like to eat, like 
crackers and all that kind of stuff, you're going to realize, wow, 15 grams? Jeez, by the time I just start to savor the taste, I'm done. So you, when you get done here listening or if you're in your car, wherever you're at, go home and start checking the labels on your food and see how many carbohydrates you have. You will be shocked if you haven't already done this. So because of that, I've gone as low as 35% of my calorie allowance on the low days, which you can try with this plan if you want. Remember, it's drastic. It's three days and then you go back up. And if you're getting all your veggies in and you're taking fish oil, which you should be, if not, contact me. I'll make sure you get some. And we can talk about that, your fish oil and maybe a nice multivitamin. Three days is fine. You're okay. And then you go back up. And this is cycling and you don't do it forever anyway. So yes, I went really low on my three days. And like I said, I'd wake up in the morning and I would just feel thinner. It's just, oh my gosh, it's a great feeling. Get up and just, oh, my stomach felt like it was shrinking from the inside out. Inside, outside, everywhere. Shrinking. Not only that, but the scale. Hello. You're going to see numbers go down after just day one, probably day two and day three, which again is a psychological boost and it just feels good. However, are you listening, people? Be very, 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 very careful with using those numbers. They can go back up almost all the way on day four and ruin you if you're relying just on the scale. Be very careful. You're not going to drop typically three pounds of fat in four days, fat loss, but you're measuring, remember? And so keep in mind what this is supposed to do. Measure, weigh, and keep track over several cycles to see if things are changing in the right direction and then tweak it if you need to. Do not use the scale in and of itself because it can just completely derail you as well, even if the numbers drop in the beginning. Did I say that twice? There's a reason for that. Okay. Uh, What else are we going to talk about? Oh, um, as far as how to do this on your own, I have been Googling it to see what's out there. If you want to try carb cycling, there's tons of stuff on the net. I found a nice breakdown on T, T as in Tina, dash nation, which is a great bodybuilding site. I will tweet the link and put it on my Facebook page and my new WordPress site, which will be done hopefully within two weeks, Tina Anderson O.C., Tina Anderson, the letter O, the letter C, will be operational soon. And then I can just blog on all this stuff. So I'll put it on Facebook and I'll find you some good stuff for that. So in the meantime, consider carb cycling. If you are at a plateau, consider my three-day cleanse if you need a jump start. And use these. Know how to use them. Put them in and create a plan for you that helps you get through the holidays, that helps you survive big parties or weekends in Vegas, helps you get ready for a party or a weekend in Vegas, and just maneuver and manage your body a little better by understanding all these different tactics. I think it's just another tool that we can use. Hey, September is almost over, and I'm actually coming off a crazy health issue. I'm not going to go into detail, but it caused my body to go out of whack for several months, put on weight quickly. Oh my gosh, you can imagine how tough that was. I'm like, hey, I'm the fat personal trainer. Want to train with me? <laughs> I wasn't fat. I just put on weight and I'm five, not even five two now. So a little bit of weight just, you know, it bugs me and it bothers me. I, I think I hit it pretty well. But anyway, I'm 98% healed. And I will give you this hint. It had to do with my thyroid. Surprise, surprise, but a little different than what most people deal with. Okay. So starting in October, I want to go after this. It's a new you in the new year, a new year and a new you. 
some motivation, some help, some tools, whatever you need. I'll be using my WordPress site and social media to help make this happen. Find me on Facebook and Twitter. Email me. I'll make sure you get on my newsletter list if you aren't. And if you're happy where you're at, fantastic. Congratulations. Awesome. Way to go. High fives, high tens. But if you're not, I'm personally inviting you to join me and others in becoming a new you in the new year. A new year and a new you. Maybe it's five pounds. Maybe it's more muscle tone. Maybe it's just getting stronger. Maybe it's running your first half marathon. We'll be on the same team and I'll have some tools for you and some ways to do that. And I will probably be doing a Shakeology one day kind of cleanse uh, diet, knockdown, whatever, every Monday is a motivational Monday just because it's one day of low calorie. I know I can do it. And if I don't go crazy during the week, I'll probably, I could drop a little bit. And if I'm happy where I'm at, then it just cleans out my system and gives me extra room to enjoy the parties during the holiday because I'll have been in depletion one day a week. And I like that. I like knowing that on Saturday I can splurge a little bit more. That's just me. That's just me. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of those, LinkedIn, I'm on all of them. Basically under Tina Anderson, the letter O, the letter C, Tina Anderson OC. I'm also on Facebook on a regular profile under Tina Arana. It's my Peruvian, A-R-A-N-A, Anderson. Okay, find me. Let's do this. New year, new you. I'll help you out personally. It won't cost you anything, but I do need you to be at least doing the shake one day a week with me. One day. That's it. One day. Okay. Uh, next, next podcast, I will be addressing something I love and that is power. Power, baby. Get some power. I'll be addressing harnessing your power and how that really affects you in so many ways. One little tip alone just helps you to feel and look more powerful. Take charge of your day. Until then, make good choices, set appropriate boundaries, spread some good vibrations in the world. Find something to laugh about every day. And please, I'm begging you, down on my knees, manage your stress before it manages you. This is Tina Anderson with Battleground Fitness and Get Fit, Stay Healthy, and soon, www.tinaandersonoc.com. And it's Get Fit, Stay Healthy. As always, I'm asking you to do the same. 